Did you know that mindless phone scrolling is actually making you less creative? Yeah, instead of allowing us to think outside the box, this constant sound machine distraction maker is actually forcing us into an intentional thought pattern that is restrictive. And it doesn't allow our creativity to develop, to get curious with our thoughts and our creativity. It squashes it. So I'm going to talk about a couple of things today that will help you spend a little less time on your phone and a little more time on creativity. I'm Priscilla Pfeiffer and welcome to Spark Your Inner Fire, a podcast for artists, performers, and closet creatives. You bring a lighter and I'll bring the fuel. It's time to spark your inner fire. Any of those sounds sound familiar? They're the notifications going nonstop on our phone. And what happens? It's like this burst of adrenaline that we don't even realize is happening. And we do this mindless scrolling, this mindless checking of email, this mindless swiping down to reload the page. Now, we all know it's a problem. We, Yeah, I really shouldn't be on social media as much. I really shouldn't be on my phone as much. I really should, should, should. Well, we keep shooting on ourselves and we need to stop. What you probably don't realize is that this mindless scrolling, these mindless actions, are actually screwing up your creativity. Now, if that isn't reason enough to put down the phone, to turn off the notifications, I don't know what is. They've done so many studies on how the increase of phone use decreases your creativity. It's been proven. Now, I, I will preface all of this by I am, I am no one to be preaching to anyone about too much phone use because I, mm, I am so guilty of it. And I'm talking about it because I know I'm not alone. There's a couple of things I've been implementing lately that have been really helpful. So I wanted to share them with you in hopes that it might help you as well. And hey, if it's going to help us boost our creativity, then sign me up. So I try to practice what I preach. And I figured this message would be the perfect timing to talk about this because as you're listening to this, the very moment that this podcast episode got published is during a time that I am not on my phone. I'm actually taking a seven-day phone detox right now as you listen to this. Well, not if you're listening to it a month later, but I'm deciding to take a phone detox while I'm on vacation. Now, what's a phone detox and what does that entail? Well, what happens in a normal detox that involves food? Typically, you'll take things out that aren't so good for you in a certain amount of time, maybe seven days, five days. Maybe you'll be only restrictive to a certain type of food, a certain type of juice, fruit, vegetables, being very diligent to only be consuming the most important things that are most healing for your body. So if you put that into terms into a phone detox, it's very similar. We're detaching ourselves from the possible toxic phone scrolling, the toxic media, toxic news, toxic gossip. And even there could be a lot of toxic comparison, comparing what other people are doing and what you're not. It's just human nature. And so what happens when you take things out? You're able to better focus on what good to put in. So as I'm taking this phone detox and removing myself from needing to check the various apps and updates on my phone, I'm making time for being present. I'm making time to absorb my surroundings and the people I'm with. And I tell you what, every single time I do this, it's like, it's like a 
newfound appreciation for all of my surroundings, a newfound gratitude that I'm able to grasp and recognize. And it's beautiful. And I'm pretty sure my husband appreciates it because he's not much of a phone person anyway. He's not always on his phone. I'm typically the one that's got the phone in my hand. I'm doing work. I'm taking a thousand photos every five seconds. And mm, I will still be taking photos. Don't you worry. But my phone will be in airplane mode. So try it out. And it's not going to be easy. So maybe you start with a day. And you may be saying, there's no way I can not use my phone. Like it's for my work. It's for everything. Like, what are you talking about? Okay. Well, if that's what you're saying, I would recommend that you think of your phone like it would be a phone in 1972. <laughs> think about it. Okay. You've got your phone. I mean, they did business in 1972, did they not? But you had a phone that was not cordless. It was attached to the wall. Usually the cord was not that long, so you had to be up against the wall taking that phone call. Ringer was on, and you did business accordingly. When it comes to using the internet, use the good old-fashioned desktop or the good old-fashioned laptop. Let's rewind it back to 1995. <laughs> use it for the necessities. Use it for the email. But detach yourself from the consistent need for the phone to fill every single use needed. You want to take pictures? You know what would be so fun? Go get a disposable camera or use an actual camera if you've got one. Set a certain amount of days. Maybe it's a week. Maybe it's a day. You just detach yourself from continually going to your smartphone for everything. <laughs> so it's up to you how long you want to do this. Maybe try a day. See how it feels. Try a couple hours even. Just try it. And I would encourage you to write down two things before you do the phone detox. Write down what you hope to get done. What do you hope to be able to do with the time that you're given by not scrolling, by taking a break from social media? What do you hope to gain? Setting the clear path ahead of time will help be the anchor when you're tempted to pick the phone back up and get distracted. Go back to look at what your goals were before you started this. The other things that would be super helpful to write down are what you were able to accomplish in that time. Were you able to accomplish more or less? I doubt it's less because distractions are taken away. The constant notifications pulling you from place to place within your phone is taken away. And the best part, your head's not facing downwards when it should be facing the people that you're with. I saw a billboard the other day and it made me so sad. It was a group of teenagers on this billboard and it said community. It was talking about community. But in this picture, they were all on their phones, leaning against a wall, looking down. About five or six teenagers. And that, that's community? No, that's not community. That's sad. And if we don't break this cycle, then who will? Who will be the example for the next generation? You can be that example. Like a couple episodes ago, I talked about impact, the impact that you make. This is part of that. Being that example for people. I tell you what, I have friends that when we go to lunch, their phone stays in their purse. They don't take it out. Sometimes they take it out right before we're about to leave, but it makes me not want to take mine out. I'm like, wow, it makes me more conscious of wanting to make sure I'm present with that person, with my friend. So remember that you can be that example for the people around you. The other reason I wanted to talk about this topic is because 
if you listen to the previous episode, if you haven't yet, go listen to the episode that I did right before this one about mindfulness for creativity. Because this is a sort of part two. I actually had a lot of this information in that episode and it just got to be where it just needed to be its own episode. And you'll notice that when you take this time away from your phone, we'll open up an incredible opportunity for creativity through the increased ability for observation, being able to see everything around you, being able to absorb all of the senses, to be able to create patterns and connections and collaboration and ideas. These things allow for creativity and imagination to run wild. The last time I did a phone detox, I made sure to replace the things I would normally do in the morning, like looking at my phone. So I replaced it with dance and movement. I put on the music and just moved without self-judgment, without caring how I looked, without worrying about my technique. Yeah, I know, dancers, it's hard. <laughs> but just threw it all out the window and just moved for me. And doing that every morning for the duration of the time that I did this phone detox, man, did I get some incredible ideas popping up. I mean, after I finished dancing, I'd be writing a mile a minute, writing, getting all of these things out that I had created. Those are the moments that solidify my theory that the phone is not conducive to creativity. Sure, it's good for research. It's good for data and business. But when it comes to original ideas, that, my friend, requires to get deep with oneself. Digging deep to the innermost feelings and emotions. That's where creation is. That's where you can make something of what you're feeling. The other thing that is, has been super helpful for me avoiding the mindless scrolling or mindless swiping down to reload is to move the apps on my phone. So I used to have Facebook and Instagram and all these frequently visited apps on my home screen. It was the first screen that pops up on my phone. And I hated seeing the, 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 like, the notification with the number on the corner of the app showing how many I notifications I've missed. Oh, I used to try to just catch up with it. I can't, I can't handle the, the number five. I can't handle the number 247 in the corner there. And it would drive me crazy. So I actually purposely started just leaving it to kind of desensitize myself of that red number in the corner. In fact, just today, I had a friend look at my phone and say, oh my gosh, how do you have that many emails? How, how does that not drive you crazy? It's by design. Do you want to know how many emails I have? The, you know what? You want to know what the number says the corner of my email inbox? It says 148,899. <laughs> yeah, talk about desensitizing myself. It no longer bothers me because I don't allow it to bother me. What time am I saving by not going through all the stupid emails, the, the spam? What am I able to do with that time by not worrying about having to delete every email that I don't need? If I need to find something, I use the search bar. Easy does it. But the thing that's helped the most is moving my apps. So if you've got Facebook or Instagram that you keep going into, put them in another portion of your phone. So I put them, I've got, I think I've got like four pages of apps. 
I put them on like the last page inside a folder. So it caused me to have to swipe several times, click the folder, and then access the app. Now that's not gonna prevent me from doing that and that's not the point. The point is that by doing this, I'm now mindfully accessing the Facebook app. I'm mindfully accessing Instagram. I'm not mindlessly clicking on it habitually. And if you notice yourself accessing the app without thinking about it, like suddenly you've gotten autopilot into the new spot in your phone, move it again. Move the apps around consistently so that it causes your mind to break the patterns of habitual scrolling, of mindlessly checking your email every five minutes. <laughs> so to recap, take a phone detox for the time duration that you can allow for. Keep a journal of the things that are changing, even the urges that you may have. Move around your app so you can be more mindful about what you're doing on your phone. And remember to take this time to dig deep, to spend the time with the people you love, to observe more, to create more, to imagine more, to be a better influence, and continuing to spark your inner fire. It's Priscilla Pfeiffer. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please subscribe, leave a comment so I can reach more people like you. And go to sparkyourinnerfire.com. I have a special gift for you. Go check it out.